In today's episode of Board Game Impact, I'm joined by Derek Zinn for an interview about his upcoming Kickstarter for Beasts Age of Extinction called Revenge of the Dodos. So stay tuned. So welcome to Board Game Impact. So listeners, I was telling you about this in the pre-roll, but Today we have a special guest. We have a game designer on with us today who had a successful Kickstarter back in 2019. Um, he actually comes and plays here locally in College Station, Texas, um, when we have our game groups, the 12th Gamer. Uh, and so I've gotten to play this game a couple times. I thought it'd be really cool because he also has the expansion coming out to Kickstarter very soon. Uh, Derek, would you mind introducing yourself and talking a little bit about who you are? Uh, my name is Derek Zinn. Um, I am the owner of Riftway Games. Uh, we, or I, 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 have, I have a bad habit of saying we all the time, but it's really just me. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I released, yeah, my first game, my very first game um, that I designed and uh, released on Kickstarter in, in November of 2018, actually. Um and then we were funded at the end of uh, 2018, and we finally got the game out to people here uh, in November and December of 2019. So yes, it was released in 2019, and uh, now we are gearing up to release a uh, an expansion, which was originally supposed to be planned for a year after the game was released, but because of the way timing worked out, it's, it's actually coming out just a couple months after it. And so this game, listeners, is Beast's edge of extinction um it's a really fun kind of take that game with some events that come up um and you get to like level up your characters and have little uh, bonuses for them and have some events happen to other players like playing some different cards so it's really really cool and you brought out a lot of really interesting and we'll talk more about the game in a minute but you brought out a lot of interesting player interactions so i'm curious derek what got you into game design and making this game in the first place what got me into game design? That, yeah. is, a, that is a good question. Um, I, I've, I've always been kind of like a creative minded person. Uh, I'm a musician. Um, I've, you know, uh, I've, I, I'm also a graphic artist uh, and, and that's what I do for a living graphic design. Um, so it, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a new way, a new outlet um, where with music, I could write stories in, in, in song Um with making games, I, I can I can write stories that people can then interact with. Um, to, to be honest, if I could code, I would make video games, you know, and, and allow people to to immerse themselves into that. But because I I can't, <laughs> I never went to school for that. I I, I didn't. Um, I I decided to delve more into something that I felt was uh, more um, available to my skill sets, uh, something that that I could, a goal that I could reach. You know, and, and so I started delving into trying to um, learn more and more and more about games, uh, about mechanisms, as they call them, because uh, it's, it's one thing to play a game and it's one thing to understand that game. And, and, and you know, it's it's like it's like driving a car or, or building a car. You know, they're very different. Um, so I, I, I spent, I'd say, a good part of uh, about a, maybe a half of a decade really just delving into trying to figure out how to make games. Um, and, and I would make little small things just to kind of goof around with. And, and, you know, like the first things you ever do with, with anything, it, they're, they're absolutely horrible and <laughs> never, 
never never amounted to anything um but uh uh, beasts was very different um what was different yeah it it just clicked it was it was something uh it's funny because it was it's based off a a game that i had uh in mind a few years prior to that i think it was 2014 that i I had kind of come up with this idea called um, extinction so you're you're trying to have to you know collect food and 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 sort of fight each other off but the more i tried to build into it the more i just it was too complex for me at the time Mm. to try and to try and build and so i put it on a on a on a back shelf and uh, two year, about two years later, um, uh, it may have actually been a little bit longer than that. Um, I was I was working on uh, this kind of big game that I, I still have uh, in development called Rift Key, um, and I got very frustrated because I couldn't figure out what I was where I was going to go with it next. It just it it was sort of working, but it was feeling mundane, and and it, I just couldn't get where I wanted to. And I started digging through some of my old files to see. Um, you know, mechanisms and things that I had, I created because I used past work as inspiration and I found my notes and everything that I had of beasts. And it kind of just all of a sudden clicked to me that, Hey, this game would be so much better as just like a, 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 a how do you say it? A, um, a rough and tumble, um, a, a elimination game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I thought about it for a little bit and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can make this happen. Literally the next day I had already had this thing all planned out. I had a spreadsheet and, you know, figured out with all, all the, all the information for the, you know, the character abilities. And I mean, a lot of this stuff has changed by now at this point, but I, I had, I had a, a good base for what this was going to become. And, um, you know, I, I sat around. I had a couple friends over a couple days later, and we sat around and and, and played with the game. And and uh, I started realizing as we were going through, people were having a good time. They were they were you know laughing and 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 you know goofing around and and liking the use of the fact that I had dodo birds in this game that you know had had you know you could eat them or you could throw them in front of things to to block you know damage from happening to you. And because it's a dodo, you know, it was just it's a dodo. But you know, yeah. dodos. You know, you might think in your head, oh, it's a little dodo, but dodos were like four feet tall. You know, they were, <laughs> yeah, they were they decently were <laughs> sized, you know. So if you have like three of those things in front of you, you know, that's that's pretty good wall of uh, of damage to, to take. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just it, it just flowed a lot better. And so I just kept building on it, kept building on it um, uh, and using the concept of uh, a lot of people say kiss, uh, keep it simple, stupid. And that's just, uh, I, I kept, kept trying to keep that in mind as I was, you know, cause I'd come up with these cool ideas. Oh, I want to do this. And then realize, you know, it, it's just so much more complex. It's just going to confuse the game. So beasts, the way that it is now is basically what I consider to be the most, uh, to be a game that can be learned in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be played in 15 to 20 minutes and it can just create enjoyment for all the players. I, I get a lot of people who play it and then they, you know, they immediately go, let's do another one. You know, and that's, that's, that to me is like the biggest compliment. Oh, I, don't, I don't care if you, if you say, you know, whether you say you like the game or not, but when I see someone go, Hey, let's do another one. That's just, mm-hmm. that, that really is it for me. That, that. Yeah. When they're wanting to come <laughs> back like that, it absolutely says a lot. So congrats on everything in that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. With that being said, yeah, it was really easy to pick up, um, really easy to learn, and it brought some cool things out in us as players. Um, one interesting design choice that I just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on is that sure. when you draw cards or scavenge or when you're also starting the game, 
that you draw those cards face up so everyone at the table can see what you got. Yes. And I yes. was kind of curious as to your thoughts on that, because that's very different than a lot of games, especially some that are take that, which this one can have a little bit of, um, where sometimes you want it to be a surprise. Right. Um, the re- there are two main reasons behind that. Uh, one, the first main reason is that I, I kind of look at the game as kind of an intro game to the genre. Uh, so my focus is on um, people who either don't really play the style of game or just don't play games at all. They, they are and they're and they're curious, you know, or they may feel that it's daunting to get into into playing board gaming because they, they see people doing it and it just looks complex. And so I felt that it was a good way for people to be able to kind of look over over the shoulders at a game and see everything that's going on, be able to see, excuse me, be able to see what everyone is doing and, and what kind of cards they have and, and, and really be able to understand it by watching and instead of there being the secrecy of, of, of what's going on. <clears throat> um, there, the, the second reason, uh, there's actually three roommate while I was designing this game who would at any point in time, he had the ability to, in a game, cheat. <laughs> and, and it was just, you know, it's part of his personality. It's just, he, if he could find a, find a way to finagle, um, to finagle the game, he would. And since there are instant actions in this mm-hmm. game, which are bad things that happen to you when you draw the card, um, he would, he would, he would just keep them in his hand as if he was still playing with them. And we wouldn't realize it until oh, the game no. had ended and we'd go through the cards to shuffle them that he had like two or three of these instant actions that would have hurt him, you know, in his hand. And he'd just laugh and, yeah. you know, and, uh, <laughs> it, it made me realize, well, that's, that's broken. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody can cheat in a game, I know there's, you know, uh, at least to me, if, if you can cheat in a game, then I think that there's, that if something can be done to fix that, then it should be, at mm-hmm. least for me, you know, there's a lot of games out there. I'm sure you could easily cheat on and, uh, you know, and, and, and everything. But for me, I, I, I like to, to know that my friends <laughs> can't, can't get one over on me by not playing the game correctly. So, um, so I, I made it so that the, the cards were face up so that all players, you could see everything that they have. And when those instant actions come out, you know, when that rabid dodo comes out to, to, to attack you, uh, everybody knows and, and, and it happens. Um, uh, the third reason uh, that I had said I'd thought of, I, uh, I had already uh, lost because I, I continued on talking about the second reason. <laughs> so. Well, the second reason and the first reason were great. So third reason is for users <laughs> to find out. Um, but that being said, there's another element to this game that in some gaming circles nowadays compared to way back when, this isn't as common of a thing. Uh, but I think it makes sense for your game, especially the name of the game with Extinction in the name. Um, but that is player elimination. Um, so you have a short time where you're playing it. So luckily people don't get knocked out for long. That's, that's wonderful. Um, but that is somewhat controversial in the, in the hobby, um, except when it's in games like yours, where it's short play times where you can quickly jump back in after these things. Can you talk to me about the design decisions that went behind that and kind of what um, what the expansion or things like that bring to that experience? That, that was, that's actually a great question. And it was a heavy influence on the way that the game plays. Um, in its first, uh, uh, design, the games would go a lot longer. Mm. Um, so if you got eliminated early, 
you, uh, you, you were sitting there for a while, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd be sitting there for 20, 30 minutes waiting for everyone else to finish up. And <clears throat> while people were having fun, I, I, I would look around, you know, and pay attention to how people were and, you know, they'd be sitting there on their phone or get into something else. And then when the game ended, they'd, you know, they'd, they'd go, all right, well, what else do we have? I, I, I really wanted people to feel like when they're eliminated from the game, that it's not going to take a long time for them to be able to get up and play and play again. Um, and so what, what I actually did was I just started kind of pushing the limits on the damages that you could do to each other. And, you know, I, I, of course with, with most, most of that, I, I overdid it at one point in time and play people were, you know, the games were ending in like five minutes, but, uh, <laughs> you know, once, once we hammered it out, um, it, you know, it, people, when people, one of the first things people think or say when they start playing the game is, oh, wow, that much damage right off the bat, you know, and they'll, 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 they'll lose 25% of their health on the, on the, on the first round. And, and I, th I think actually, uh, that happened, I think somebody had said that when we played it uh, mm -hmm. in the game, it may have been, it may have been you actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's uh, why I'm bringing it up. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that, and that, and that kind of comes in where, where like the meat and the, uh, the dodos and things that like that, that you can eat come in because you're, you're just like an, like a, an animal in the, in the, you know, in, in the world, in the forest or, or whatever you're, you're going to have to eat to, to regain your energy, to regain your strength. Very true. Um, and, uh, and so that I, I kind of just, I, I kept, it was, it was a, it took a while to really balance it out between the food and the damage that was being done and, and the time that it was taking. So it, that was really one of the hardest parts of, about the game was to keep it so that the damage was high. Um, and that food was readily available or, or, or ways of healing yourself were readily available at potentially the expense of being able to do damage to somebody else. And, um, also keeping the time down. Mm -hmm. So it, it was one of the hardest parts of the game uh, to, to figure out. But, uh, I, I think that it's, it's become really well balanced to the point where I, I don't know if I could do any better right now. Um, player elimination, like you said, is very controversial because of the fact that people don't want to just sit there while other people are playing games. Yeah. They want to have fun too. And despite the fact that I fixed some of that in the uh, timings, because you can you can sit down and play this game in 15 minutes and, 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 and everyone who was eliminated is still just as uh, having just as much fun watching and seeing who wins, you know, uh, but I decided to make uh, to take that just a little bit further and um, and, and and I don't want to say fix because I don't, I don't think it's broken. I don't think that the game is broken for having elimination. It's, it's, that is how it's designed, mm -hmm. but I wanted to, uh, build upon it and, and give, give a new pathway, um, for play. And that is where, uh, uh, revenge of the dodos, the very first 18 card expansion for the game comes in. Um, you basically, when, when a beast is eliminated from the game, they are going to have a whole new deck of cards that they can draw from. Um, and they're called revenge cards. And, and, and basically every card in the deck is a different Dodo spirit that has been imbued with a, uh, with an ability to har uh, harm the beasts. And, and what happens is every time a new player is eliminated, they're working with the other Dodo, uh, with, with the revenge players. So if you have a six player game, by the time you're down to the last two people, you have four people playing this revenge deck, sharing information secretly, of course, with each other, um, and, and trying their hardest to set things up to make those last two players wipe completely. 
So just it just eliminated at the exact same time. And some people might say, you know, well, that sounds really hard, but um, and it is, it is, and that's the point because you're you're at the end of the game, you're going to have more people trying to trying to to eliminate just these two people at the same time mm-hmm. than, than you know than just trying to kill them individually, and it, it 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 creates a lot of strategy and cooperation which was not in the original game. So this creates just a whole new level. Um, and adds 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 uh, you know another uh, two different mechanisms to the game that it didn't have with only eighteen cards, which I thought which I think is great. Mm-hmm. I like being able to do a lot with a little, if that makes sense, because it it means that it's it can be um, a lot less of a cost for the end user to uh, to obtain. So that's that's kind of my idea with a lot of these expansions as I move forward is I'm going to try and make them small, um, but with a heavy impact, so that it, it creates a lot of value for for a little bit of cost. I think that's actually a really great addition in terms of you have this com- mostly competitive game um, where everyone's out for themselves and you now they might do some things to have, but it really is going to be about themselves. But then also this cooperative for everybody who's out. So they still have something to do, um, but it's still part of the end all, like same end goals, if that makes sense. But how they get there yeah. is different. Um, I want to touch on the fact of what you just said about doing a lot with a little. Sure. There's a lot of literature on creativity and that one of the best things you can do is not say for if you're trying to enhance creativity to say, here's the world, it's your oyster, whatever you want to do, go and make it happen. But rather give narrow constraints and have people operate within that because then you know the sandbox and then you can actually create sand castles uh, and how honing in like that or giving yourself limitations. I'm curious if that is something you've always done or if this is a newer thing and if it was always 18 cards that you were trying to limit it down to. Um, no, it, okay. it, it wasn't, that wasn't the, the idea behind it. Um, it, it wasn't trying to keep it within like a certain amount of card range, uh, at first. Um, it just, it, as, as the game started to build up, I knew what I, my intentions were at, at the beginning. You know, I came to it with a, with a, uh, a concept in mind was that the, the one thing that people, you know, don't like when they hear about it is player elimination. Um, and, and once they play the game, like I said, once they play the game, they, they realize, oh, it's, it doesn't take that long to, to play through. So this isn't bad at all, but there's still that stigma of player elimination to it. And so I came to the table with this expansion, wanting to, um, give something, an opportunity to erase that stigma from, from the game. What happened that I was figuring out how to do it and with just, just, you know, a handful of cards, um, and I think it, it's just kind of like a, to me, it's just kind of a luck situation with that. But, uh, um, I, I, I get, I guess, I guess stepping back on, on what I said, I did kind of have the idea that I really wanted to keep the costs down for players. Cause I didn't want this, this to be, you know, a $30 expansion for them to, to, to get, I wanted it to be like a, you know, something like $10 that they can just easily, you know, and, and, and throw it into the box. Cause I, I have it so that it fits directly into the box. So you can take it, take both games or both things together with you. Perfect. Um, all just in one box, which was, I, I was adamant about making sure happened. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess uh, I guess I'm I'm taking back my original statement. Um, I, I I did kind of have it in mind that I wanted it to be to be something small, um, but if it didn't work out that way, you know, I, I wasn't going to try and force it. Right. Um, I, I I do that a lot. I, I'm working on another game right now, and I, I really wanted it to be, just be like all cards and easy to produce and. 
uh, it's, it's not going to happen that way. <laughs> it's, 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 it's going to be a lot bigger than I ever expected, but I, it, it needs it. And it, I love it. You know, the way that it's, it's, it's turning out and you, you'll, I'll, I'll explain more about that in, in, in the future, but, uh, just know there's, there's more than just beasts, uh, in the horizon for, for Riftway games. Oh yeah. We'll definitely um, have to have you back on to talk about anything else that comes out, um, yeah. <laughs> or anything that's going to be coming out. But I just, I'm really thankful to be hearing about this process because um, we often see new creators create projects and have them on Kickstarter, but it's rare that we get the opportunity to talk through how you got to those points. And um, especially now that you've, you're going into your second launch on Kickstarter. So I know you did, and, and we're about to talk more about this, um, but you did a lot of research going into how to do all this, right? Um, and how to do your first Kickstarter. Is there anything different that you're doing this go around um, now that you've had that experience on the front end? Um, different wise, let's see. Um, I'm going to try and, and I'm going to set a, set a pretty low goal. Um, financially for this thing, I kind of already put all the money forward for it. Uh, so, you know, really there's no, there's no make or break on this. You know, a lot of Kickstarters you'll see if they, if they, even if they don't reach it, you know, within a, within a hundred dollars, they just, Oh, well, we're not going to produce it. And, uh, I, I still being, being a small designer, I, I still don't want to put that on, on these, uh, on these backers, you know, I, and, and I might come the third expansion. I might just, you know, decide, okay, well this time it's going to be a hundred percent fully funded by, by, by backers. But, on this one, I, I just went ahead and, and I I, uh, I paid for it all myself up front, wow. and uh, and you know kind of very similar to how how the uh, the base game was, and um, and I'm just hoping that people have the interest and and, and that our people are really enjoying some of the you know, some of the information they're learning. We we have reviews coming out that uh, uh, we just had two that that just released this week, and, mm-hmm. and I, I never know what to expect from some of these reviews, but they've been pretty glowing, which is great. They um, have been very. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, and listeners, if this sounds really cool to you, it's going to be launching on Kickstarter next week if you're listening to this at, at the time of this launching on your podcast. So it's going to be coming out that first week of March, correct? Correct. Okay. I uh, just want to make sure everybody, so if you want to get a hold of this through the Kickstarter that first week of March through about um, two weeks after that. Um, so one quick last question, and then we'll kind of wrap up from there. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this, who maybe is wanting to get into game design or wanting to launch their project, but maybe doesn't know what to do or um, is honestly a little nervous about get putting it out into the public sphere? What, what advice would you have for them? My advice would be to, it's, it's kind of a two-parter. Um, the first would be to read everything you possibly can about, you know, it, it, whether depending on what level you are in game design and how more com- comfortable you feel, uh, just continue to read as much as you can online about both game design and releasing your own games. Um, but the devil, devil's advocate of that, I'd say. Don't listen to anyone. <laughs> don't, don't listen to anyone. Uh, and, and the reason I say that and, uh, is, is because there's a lot of people that'll say, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, you know, you, there, there's too many of this type of thing out there on the market already. It's saturated. Don't bother with it. You know, you're not going to make any money with making games, which is probably true. But, but you know, it's, it, don't listen to people when they have something negative 
take it as constructive criticism. Take it as um, something that helps influence the paths that you choose, but don't use it as a way to make or break the decisions that you make or the, the decisions that you uh, decide to, to I lost my way of saying that. Uh, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't make it choose the path for you. Um, you know, when I went into this, a lot of people were saying, um, elimination game. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not one of those, you know? And, and I, I heard them every single time I heard them and it, 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 it sat in the back of my head all the time as I, as I would go to these conventions and I, it came, got to a point that I was, I was nervous to try and get people to come over to the table to try and play these games because I knew the moment I said elimination that people would just, you know, shake their head and walk away. And, and I, I, it, it scared me, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's weird, you know, and it's, 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 it's probably, you know, it's like I said, social anxiety, I'm, I'm sure it is, has, has to do with it, but it's, there's, there's stigmas on things and, and that, uh, and elimination is a stigma. And I had to break through that to really, and, and I still do every time I get a new player to the table and they hear elimination, I can see it in their eyes. They're just like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and they, they, they get this hesitation to, to decide to jump in. But, um, once they do, they just, they, they have, they have a good time. And mostly I, I, I don't think as weird as it seems and not to try and hype my own game or anything, it's just, I don't think I've had a bad experience with someone sitting down and playing at least in, in the way that it's the way that it is now, you know, the, the, the finished product, I, I just I, even even players who don't really like that kind of style of game still say, you know, that was that was pretty fun. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they may not buy it, but they 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 enjoyed it. They yeah. had a good time, you know, and uh, that's uh, keep that in mind as you push forward is that you want to have as much information as possible, but to utilize that information in a way that is constructive to yourself and to progress and not regress. Absolutely. That's wonderfully said. And I just want to encourage all the listeners and all gamers out there to recognize that a lot of the games that we have now are different than the old games that we sometimes use as a reference point, but subconsciously. So I know for a lot of people, elimination, like they might associate still deep down with Monopoly where you are sitting out for a couple hours and not have had experiences like the one you're creating with this game of it's only you're you can have this co-op mode and or you can have this thing where it's like literally literally a couple minutes and then you're right back into the action um and so i just encourage everybody because i even remember people talking about oh i'm really more into the very thematic oh a heavy dry euro not my thing but as soon as they try it and experience it for themselves then it creates a completely new it's like their their mind just opens up, right? And um, so just right, you right. never know what if you're gonna like a game just on the honestly the descriptions of it. So a lot of times you just gotta sit and play and see what's gonna happen, but then just like listen to yourself and listen to um, the experience that you're getting. So thank you for bringing that out um, in people, um, and I I hope that more gamers out there are willing to just like, let's just try it. Um, So if you're listening to this and someone suggests a game at your next game night, just see, and you've never played it, just like see what's going to happen. Try it out um, because it might become one of your favorite games. Um, Derek, is there any last minute things that you'd like to tell your listeners and tell the listeners um, as we wrap up today? Um, Yeah. Uh, First, thank you for listening to, uh, to this 
podcast. I, I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I, I want to say thank you to everybody who has helped make this game um, possible. And I also want to say, you know, if, if you have any questions about this game, you know, look me up, uh, you know, look, ask questions on uh, Board Game Geek, um, uh, uh, ask questions, uh, find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find Derek Zinn uh, or just actually easier. Just find a uh, look up Beast's Edge of Extinction and, and send a message to the uh, to the uh, to the game page. Uh, or even Riftway Games, you can look that up too. Yeah, I, I'm easy to get a hold of. So if you have questions, just just ask. I tell people whenever they buy a game to to look me up, or, and uh, if they have any questions while they're playing it, send me a message. If they if they don't understand a, a rule or something, you know, I'm happy to help. Um, you know, I want people to fully enjoy it and not and not feel uh, um, feel discouraged because they might not understand something. Fantastic. Um, and listeners, uh, just as a reminder, any kind of links like that, I always put those in the show notes for you. So um, if you want to get a, a hold of Derek in any of those formats, I just scroll on down on your phone or whatever device you're listening to this on, um, and they'll all be right there and available for you. Uh, but Derek, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing the hobby. Um, thank you for coming on today and sharing these stories that you've had and experiences that you've had. Um, as you've gone on this journey to launch a successful game, uh, I wish you the best of luck with the Kickstarter next week. Um, I know that I'm definitely going to be looking at it because I had a lot of fun playing this. And so listeners, I encourage you to hop on over to Kickstarter and check that out next week. Um, But Derek, thank you so much for joining us. And listeners, we'll see you again in two weeks. So have a wonderful time until then.